There's a lot going on right now here in Australia and also abroad. There's a real thickness in the air and everyone is going through something. If on any given day you're feeling the full gamut of emotions, I get that. Throw in the mix, we have a lockdown, extended lockdown in Sydney and on and off lockdowns for Melbourne and then for others, it's the, the living with the constant threat of going into a lockdown. So if you're not exactly feeling steady underfoot right now, that is completely understandable. One of the reasons why I started this podcast is that I wanted to support you in a bigger way. And I've been trying to think of how I can help you in this moment with your business, with your mindset, with what is going on right now. And so I've decided to record this special bonus episode so that I can join you on your walk or doing the dishes or sweeping the floor, or whatever it is that you're doing in your in this moment. I'm not going to sit here and say that I have all the answers for you. No one, no one does actually, but I wanted to share with you some tools that have really helped me along the way. And If that helps you in some small way, even if it's just one thing that I talk about today, then that's a good thing. I started my mindfulness journey about five years ago, and I'm really glad that I did because it served me in so many ways, none more so though in challenging times. If you're having a hard time right now, or maybe even in the future, then you can come back to this and I hope that it helps you. There are undeniable benefits that are associated with mindful practices and they're extensively documented and very well proven. A few years ago, I took a positive psychology course and mindfulness was a huge element of what creates happiness. So this episode, I've got five tools, five things that you can do when it comes to mindfulness. And I think that often we only think of mindfulness as journaling and meditating and gratitude and things like that. And that is absolutely one element. I'm going to cover that today, but there are actually a few more. So with that in mind, let's go straight to mindfulness activities for the first one. I love uh, in particular meditation and journaling. And I used to believe that In order for you to be successful at meditation, you had to completely quieten your mind and meditate in silence. And for me, that just never resonated. I have such a busy mind and you could relate to that maybe. Um, And I really struggle to just, just quieten it. So I find that guided meditations and visualizations that maybe have some affirmations thrown in as well work best for me. I don't really have a huge problem letting go. I just have a challenge staying there. And that's why having that guided aspect is makes it more achievable for me. My favorite guided meditations are from Boho Beautiful on YouTube. And I'll link that down in the show notes. So if you're interested in going and having a look, you can check them out. Um... So when is a good time to do that? For me, I love doing it in the mornings, but I also find sometimes I need to do it in the middle of the day just to 
bring me back into alignment and recalibrate. So that works well too. And my process is that I (laughs) process, it's not really a process, but what I do is I light some incense. I put my AirPods in and I sit out on my front veranda with just like 10 minute that this is what I love about the boho beautiful ones is that it just goes for 10 minutes. And then off the back of that, I do my journal entry and For me, I start, I often start my journal entry with just a single word, like that's just my prompt. And then I go from there. But other times I also use, um, yeah, like proper journal prompts and, and build on that. So if you are not yet at a space where you are journaling regularly, then maybe the journal prompts might be the best way for you to begin. And I'll give you some examples, but you know, another place to get it might be on Pinterest or just Google or or wherever. So, um, one is what do I have in my life today? That was once a goal or a dream. If you follow my Instagram stories, you'll know that I've shared that, um, before, How do I want to, how do I want to feel today and what will I do to achieve this? Three, what brings me joy in my life or my business? Four, what am I grateful for today? Five, describe my ideal day today, a year or five years from now, whatever option you want to choose in that moment. There are also other mindfulness activities Other than that, so gardening is a good one. I know that's one that my husband particularly loves. I am the indoor plant gal in our family and he is the outdoor plant guy in our family. So um, gardening, walking meditations are also really beautiful. I did the um, Gabby Bernstein meditation challenge last year and she had a really beautiful walking meditation. I really loved that actually. Um, So walking meditations or deep breathing exercises, there's plenty of different other activities that you can be doing as well. Okay, so moving on to the next one, which is mindful consumption. Mindful consumption relates more specifically right now to social media or the news and being really intentional about what it is that you're consuming, what it is that you're reading, what it is that you're taking in. It's very easy to get caught scrolling on news sites or on social media sites without being, you know, without being considerate of what it is that you're doing and what it is that you're reading. And then before you know it, you're left feeling worse than when you begun, when you're in a state of, um, you know, when, when you're feeling tender, you can find things that it's easy to, it's easy to be triggered by things that you otherwise wouldn't normally be. So that's where really being mindful about what you're consuming is even more important. So for me right now, I am very particular about what I'm trying to achieve when I look at a news site or when I go onto social media and not spending time scrolling my newsfeed, but rather going into specific accounts that I love and that make me feel good. And that is what is important right now. So number two is mindful consumption. Number three is mindful surroundings. So this is being present and aware of who and what is around me, whether that's my husband, my kids, my budgies, my chickens, right through to my surroundings. So what's on my walk? I have a 
beautiful reserve. I'm so lucky, but I have a beautiful reserve in my neighborhood that's like a three minute walk from where I live. And on my way there, I observe the Queenslander architecture, which is so special. Like I really love the Queenslanders. So all the different colors and the lead windows and the picket fences and all the things. I also take notice of the blooming flowers. We here in Australia are heading into spring. And if you live in Brisbane like I do, spring almost feels like it's already sprung. And so starting to see those beautiful flowers and watching them take shape every day is just so magical. And then, yes, other things that are on my walk. I'm I'm very lucky, as I said, I have a reserve near me. So nature, the ground, the pebbles, the the peeling bark, the the trees, the cobbled light from the sunlight coming through, like all of those things and just being super mindful of what those wonders are and taking that in and allowing the feel-good hormones to activate A few years ago, I read Emotional Intelligence from Daniel Goleman. If you haven't had a chance to take a look at that book, I highly recommend it. It really made me aware of like the hormonal elements that that are in your body and um, yeah, and just understanding what activates your stress hormones and what activates your feel good hormones and all of those sorts of things and just that self-regulation. And from that, I really started to notice that when I look at my children, I get this hit of serotonin and I just feel so good. And I just, just mindfully acknowledging that is just, it really allows me to step beyond just the kind of movements of my day and yeah, absorbing that in a more intentional way, mindful way. Okay. Number four is mindful self-awareness. So this is more about what to do when you find yourself in a negative thought loop and Let's face it, we all do. We all find ourselves, you know, in with those negative thoughts. I do. I have them. I'm not trying to express toxic positivity here and just trying to whitewash everything so that it's all going to be rosy because that's not reality. What I'm talking about more is self-preservation and how to protect yourself from the spiral that can come when you start to find yourself in that negative thought loop. What works best for me is to firstly identify the triggers. So what is what is triggering? What triggered that thought in the first place? And then it's reconciling and acknowledging that I have these emotions and they're not bad emotions. I've mentioned that in another episode recently that there are no good or bad emotions, but I have those emotions and they're real. And then going on to reframe the problem that I have and how to move through it. A good way to do this is looking at what is in my control. And I've posted about this on Instagram I don't know, over a year ago now when the pandemic first started is to focus on what is in my control. You can't control what the government does. You can't control what is going on around you. You can't control this pandemic. You can't control control what is happening overseas in Afghanistan. But what can you control? What can you do about the things that are happening around you? It's easy for your emotions to hijack your thoughts and then your actions. So that's what this is about, is really trying to prevent that. That is mindful self-awareness. Number five is, and this is the last one, is mindful eating. I know that when I'm eating rubbish food, my mental state 
goes down like and I don't think that I'm not going to I'm not going to say that I I have the perfect diet or perfect nutrition or anything like that because I don't but when I'm consistently eating poor food and not getting enough vegetables and fruit and water and you know just eating well then it really affects how I feel and it affects how I move through the day and it affects my resilience so That's why I've thrown this one in there, not because I'm coming from a place of preaching or that I'm a dietitian or a nutritionist or anything like that, but the importance of being mindful of what you do eat and drink as well. I think that there is an element of glorification when it comes to alcohol and business owners and also parenthood. I'm I absolutely do like to drink a glass of wine. Um, I'm not saying that it's a bad thing. I'm just saying that there can be a glorification of it. And I'm very mindful of that right now and have been throughout this year. So, yeah, there's mindful eating and I guess you can say also mindful drinking. So that's my five mindful activities and my five mindful things that help me through challenging times. This is, for me, this has been tried and tested. I've used these throughout my life over the last few years. And whilst this is the first time we've been in a pandemic over the past 18 months or whatever, we all have different challenges that we experience in our life. And these things have really helped me. So I hope there's something in here today that can help you and be kind to yourself. This is a very, very strange time right now. So I wish you all the best and remember there is no wrong or right way to handle this from a personal or a business perspective you've just got to do what works for you and I hope that these tools help you in some small way as they have for me too thank you so much for joining me for today's episode and I will see you next week